Hey guys, this is Britton from Emerald Pacific talking to you a little bit about website costs today. So I know a lot of companies that are out there that are looking for websites and don't really know how much they should cost or how much they're going to end up costing because a lot of times people don't really know how to start a website or what it takes to get it up and running. And when you think about a website, it's a pretty essential component for getting your company on the internet. So usually, as far as the process goes for getting a website up and running, it would involve going to Google and maybe typing in like a search and figuring out what companies offer web design for small businesses in your area. So once someone has typed into the search, maybe web design in Seattle, for example, they'll be bombarded with a ton of advertisements for companies that offer cheap or quick web design or something that maybe they're promising like SEO services and hosting services and all these kinds of things and goodies that look enticing and sometimes look really confusing and may overwhelm someone when they're just looking to get their website done. And usually once someone chooses a company to go with, they'll get into some kind of communication. It's probably going to be over like email or a phone call. And it's going to be a conversation with an account manager that will lead them down some road where they'll show them all the different opportunities that you may find with going with their team and some of the amazing things they can do for you, showing you all these different results and how they can increase your sales. And basically what it comes down to is when you reach the end of the conversation, you may start talking to them about the price and then figure out that, oh my God, the services are going to cost a crazy amount of money that probably north of like $10,000, which for a lot of small businesses, they can't really like afford something that expensive. So what it comes down to is a lot of companies then try to figure out how do these, like how do these design firms or companies come up with these crazy bids for website projects? So on the surface, it may seem a little crazy that a company can charge so much money to design a website However, there are a couple elements that are behind the scenes that are driving up the price of that website. So this podcast is going to go over some of the differences between the pricing of a design firm that may be kind of like a medium to large scale business of some sort that works sometimes with smaller companies, but medium to large size corporations and the difference between them and working with someone like a freelancer, which is basically me. (laughs) So what's important to differentiate are the differences between a freelance designer and some people from a design firm. So with any kind of marketing or design project, there are always pros and cons associated between choosing whether you go with a freelancer or go with a design firm. So the first thing to know is when you work with a freelancer, you only have to talk with one person. And they're going to develop a relationship with you over the course of the project. So when you work with a design firm, you'll usually talk with the account manager that will translate what you want out of your website into a list of objectives that their design and development team essentially have to accomplish for you. Second thing, when you work with a freelancer, they may have a large workload, so sometimes that won't allow them to get back to you immediately. They may be a little bit busy working with multiple people. With a design firm, you can usually guarantee that you're going to be talking with your account manager, 
and that account manager is typically dedicated to you. So they're going to be the point of contact no matter what. Third thing, when you work with a freelancer, the projects tend to have a quicker turnaround time compared to a larger firm. So they give you like a ballpark figure, usually working with a freelancer. I know for me, usually takes about two to three months to complete a project compared to a larger firm that they may take about four to six months. And the reason for this is there's so many people that are part of that process to get it finished. So the next thing, when you work with a freelancer, you rely on the person, whoever the freelancer is, to have enough expertise about design, development, and marketing to get your business noticed. And when you work with a larger design firm, the work is divided among specialists. So you'll have like the account manager that kind of decides what the objectives are. Then you have the what's called a visual designer that'll put together the look and feel of the website. And then you have developers that will actually create the website. There's a whole lot of different types of specialists that are going to be involved with the project. So basically what this comes down to, what it means, all these different components between freelancers and a design firm is when you work with a freelancer, the cost is going to be much cheaper compared to working with a design firm. That's just the long, kind of the long road, basically the all-encompassing. It's going to be a lot cheaper to work with a freelancer because it's only one person versus possibly 10 to 20. So as you may be able to tell, choosing the ideal partner for your website project is going to be crucial. And going with either a freelancer or a design firm, both of them have their own merits to them. And this depends heavily on the goals that you're trying to achieve with your projects. And there's definitely going to be pitfalls between working with a freelancer or working with a design firm. Like we're talking about, it's really going to come down to the goals and the objectives of your website. So it's important to not necessarily discredit any entity without having a good understanding of some of the pros that are associated with working either entity. So coming down to the costs. So what are the actual costs? So I can break this down into both fixed and variable costs. So first we should talk about the costs that are not in our control that it's something that the freelancer can't dictate, it's something the firm can't dictate. This is set in stone, this is the price for these fixed costs. And the first fixed cost is gonna be the website registration. And basically what the registration is, is this is the cost that is associated with telling the internet that your website exists. So the cost for registering a website will depend on the kind of domain that you're looking to get. If you're lucky enough to get a .com, the registration starts at about $12 a year, which is pretty cheap. It's pretty inexpensive. It's not that bad. And it can get up to the thousands, depending on if it's a very short domain name. And if the registrar in this circumstance, for some reason, feels like your domain is a quote-unquote premium domain. There are also like .co, .net, .biz, maybe a lot of .orgs out there that are looking for a website, maybe like nonprofits. And all these guys start at about $12 a year. I've seen that .co's can be about like 25 bucks a year. Basically, these are the costs associated with telling the internet that you exist. Then there's the website hosting. And this is the cost that's associated with where your website lives. 
So if you can imagine how much you pay for rent or how much that you pay for mortgage on your property, this is how the breakdown kind of works with website hosting. There are all kinds of solutions out there that range from maybe you share website space with a different website and you don't realize it. So you don't have to pay nearly as much to share that space compared to if you had your own maybe so-called like server that this is usually space that's dedicated only to your website. And those are usually the servers that are going to be or basically like the room that you don't have to share with anyone else. So it's going to be a lot more expensive and typical hosting. Like if you share it with other people is usually about like 10 bucks a month, which really isn't that bad and which comes out to what about like a hundred, $120 a year. So when you consider that you're going to be hosting your website, but also registering it, you're looking at least $150 a year just to keep the website up and running. And this is a cost that is not in control of either the freelancer or the design firm. So now we're going to get into the variable cost. And this is where the big difference lies between working with a freelancer and working with a design firm. So if we look into the price rate, usually how we would like bid out a project, and it doesn't matter whether it's a freelancer putting in a bid or a design firm putting in a bid, that the fixed cost of the project is always going to be based on an hourly rate. So more than likely, you're going to be given a kind of a rough estimate. It may be, I don't know, like two to $3,000. I know is typically where I quote, and it, it depends on all kinds of variables, how big the website is, how much content needs to go on it. There's so many different variables to a website, but typically most of the folks that I work with fall within the two to $3,000 range. That's usually what the fixed um, project cost would be. So when it comes to a larger firm, there's so many different things that are associated that stack up really quickly. So first we have to consider we have the account manager. And they're going to be paid on a salary typically, which is about like fifty to $60,000 a year. So to make it simple, we're going to bring them down to twenty-five an hour, roughly. Then there's the visual designer that'll design your website. So this is like the look and feel. Like when people come to your website, that's basically like the clothing that you put on the website. And they usually make about $30 an hour, and that's in the Seattle area. It differs greatly depending on where you're at. If you're in California, it's probably more like $40, 50 bucks an hour. So in Seattle, it's usually around 30 So once the visual designer is done with designing the website and the look and feel, they'll hand it off to what is known as a developer. And these are the folks that are creating the website. So they're the code monkeys in the background that are actually putting the language together and telling the internet that this is how it should look and this is how everything should be structured. And developers get paid about $40 an hour for the work that they do. So we haven't even considered looking at the overhead or anyone else that's associated with the project. You may need a photographer and they're usually giving me about $25 to $30 an hour. You may need a video person that has to put together a commercial or put together videos to kind of maybe advertise to people and they can be pretty expensive. 
So if we just look at the account manager, the developer, and the designer, which are pretty much the most typical people that you're going to work with, before anything else, you're already reaching about $100 an hour. That is a huge cost. So that is one thing to consider when you're looking at a firm is there's so many different people that are associated within the process. And before you even consider like the overhead they have to pay and maybe even like the profit margin that they build in, which is usually like 10 to 20 percent that you're already reaching $100 an hour and they're not even making a profit yet. They're not even compensating for their overhead or anything that a lot of firms can get up to around the two to $300 an hour after you consider overhead and everything else involved. So with a freelancer, someone like me, it's going to be very different what the price is. And the reason for that is all I have to pay for is the place that I live in, the car that I drive, and the food that I need to basically stay alive. So with any project that... I bid on it's always going to be based on around that 40 to $60 an hour rate. And why it's around that rate is given that I do a lot of the design, I do a lot of the development, and I can even help with branding and marketing the business. So I have a couple different tools to work with depending on the project that you're working on. And fortunately, I have experience with all these different things. In regards to design development and marketing, given that um, I've worked with like a lot of smaller businesses, I've had to kind of create my own personal brand when I used to be a race car driver in my past life. I've worked on projects with Apple as far as like internal branding materials and all that good stuff. So I have quite an extensive background, not to like toot my own horn and be like, you know, hire me. But just to put it in the perspective, this is something that's very important. That when you're looking at a freelancer, you're hoping that they're competent enough in all these different things that they're going to be able to effectively market you. Compared to a design firm, you can pretty much guarantee that. You can guarantee that someone is specialized in design, specialized in development and marketing and all these different things. And you're obviously going to pay the price for that. And it's going to be very expensive and you may be very happy about the price and it may pay off for the next couple years or looking into a freelancer and seeing that they have enough experience with all these different things that are going to be a lot better fit for your company and for your project in the future. So with that being said, I would love to hear more about your guys' stories, whether it's been working with a freelancer or working with a design firm. What are some of the best things about working with a freelance designer or maybe with a design firm? I would love to hear you guys' stories and hear of maybe some of the challenges that you've encountered with working with a design firm or a freelancer. So let me know in the comments on this podcast, or you can let me know on Twitter, either at Emerald Pacific or Lawrence 38 and I'll link those in the blog post so you can go and directly... Go to those different places and let me know what you like or hate about this blog post and podcast. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I look forward to talking with you guys again soon.